0: I, I still use a lot of his stuff in my teaching, mm-hmm. like this uh, kishkura, this small circle. Yes, yes, this is amazing. I need to do preparation, more small circles. <laughs> amazing preparation, until the day today. He one day came up to me and he just hold, held my fist and said, "Ooh, too strong, too stiff." And I, I do it to all my pupils today. Yeah, I go and I feel what how, they're feeling, what they're yeah. feeling, and how much tension they have in their arms yes. and. This is a real game
1: changer. And whenever we would arrive at the stable every morning, every day, every single day, <laughs> yeah. we had to go to, it was like custom, to go to the arena and ask permission to enter, look him in the eye, say good morning, and then yeah. he would shake his hand. Yeah, And he would like, <laughs> if you didn't hit it just right, like no. he was crushing, crushing yeah, your little group. hand. And it was amazing because, but then, uh, Riding, you, yeah, you you would feel like, whoa, this guy is like, hold on, and but yeah. he was never strong, no. and he would always be like, yeah, I remember that too, of like, and it was so cute because the English was like his third language, so he'd <laughs> be like, oh, Jessica, too strong, too strong, you know, or like, <laughs> nama, nama, too yeah. too strong, and you're like, I shake your hand every day, yeah, that's how oh, I'm tr- I'm trying to be stronger, you know, and it yeah. was like, no, no.
2: Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. In this episode, JJ sits down with Nama Sagiv Hosun, Israeli dressage rider, personal friend, and mutual student of both Olympic rider Yula Dalos and rider biomechanics expert Susanna Van Dietz. They talk about their shared experience during their time together in Budapest, Hungary, the riding scene in Israel, life lessons, and reconnecting after 20 plus years thanks to a surprising connection. Naama also shares her thoughts on her experience auditing the recent clinic with JJ's lifelong mentor, Charles DeComfy. And now, here's JJ. Hey guys,
1: welcome back. So today I have an extra special guest with me today. She's actually here in the United States watching our Charles de Comfy clinic here at Blue Ridge Farm. But I want to welcome my friend Nama. So tell him the story about just how we first met and then how we kind of like met again. Okay. And just like who you are and like where you're
0: from. And... Okay, so first, uh, thanks to having me here and um, I'm very excited uh, I think after 20 something years that we haven't <laughs> met like two years ago we reconnected yeah through our mutual friend Suzanne, Suzanne von and uh, yeah it was great fun two years ago in Suzanne's clinic and now yeah. with Charles uh, um, after hearing so much about him um, in the academy yeah
1: the, the professor Charles <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> What's amazing about this reconnection is that Nama and I met in Budapest, Hungary approximately 25 years ago when we were both training with Yula Dalos. And so I thought it would be really fun not only to hear about, you know, what Nama's up to in Israel and what the dressage scene looks like in Israel and she just started um, together with Susanna van Dietz, which you guys all know, um, I ride with, and that's how we reconnected. Um, but I thought it would be also fun to sort of start out and just reminisce about the past a little bit. About like what, how did you find Eula and what was your experience like there? Okay, so at the time,
0: um, my husband today, uh, boyfriend at the time, uh, we're, we, were, we arrived at Budapest to study, he studied veterinary science. And um, I just stumbled upon dressage in uh, Budapest because I saw uh, Dalos in Eurosport, in the 95 World Cup, mm-hmm. Volvo World Cup. He came fifth yeah. with his horse, Acción. And I said, wow, there's dressage in, in Budapest. So I just went looking for him. I went to the Federation's uh, office and uh, it was in the stable and i went to the offices and I asked um, i'm looking for mr Yula dalos and I said well he's in the indoor just go over <laughs> that was his wife apparently and i met him in the indoor he did not speak english but there was a kind um, i think his name was steve yes yes he was the translator and uh, then he just told me well come uh, wednesday with riding
1: gear and uh, I'll see you right. That's how I started. Just like that. And a part of the story she's leaving out is how did you guys get from Israel to Budapest? Because that was a great story we shared the other day about yeah. taking chances and having the courage to go, go see about something. Like really... Well, I'll let you tell the story, and then we'll we'll talk about the life lesson behind it. <laughs> okay. So uh, the veterinary faculty in
0: Israel is be really, really tiny, like thirty at the time, thirty or forty people the whole year, every year from mm-hmm. the whole country. So after two years, first degree, uh, we were looking to study abroad because I I wanted to ride. So our first choice was Netherlands, but it was you had to to study Dutch and then get into a lottery or something. So so you decided, might not
1: make it in, yeah. even if you did all the work. They yeah. might not pick you in the lottery.
0: Yeah. So then we heard about a good school in in South Africa, and I knew there were a lot of horses in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, that would be fun.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so that was the second choice, but then they changed somehow the rules, and if you had if you came from a country that has a faculty vet uh, school, you cannot enroll. Mm. And then one day I saw this little tiny, tiny ad in the newspaper that there is a veterinary school with an English program. And I said to Danny, look, there's something in Budapest, Hungary, which we never didn't know much about. And then a few days after there was this uh, in Eurosport. Yeah. The Volvo Cup with Dallas, I said, okay, we're going.
1: <laughs> They're hungry it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's how we arrived, really knowing nothing. I was expecting like a, know uh, very you know old city with nothing in it yeah. and, uh, we arrived at the airport and took a taxi and you know these old cars
1: these tablets yes. these yes. Russian
0: old cars on the way from the airport all the R- is airport. in
1: 1996 mind you yeah <laughs> everything was old and say so, okay yeah.
0: this is uh, yeah was what I expected, but then we arrived in Budapest, and suddenly I like, arrived to Octagon Square. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! God. And then you had on one side, I don't know, Burger King, Wendy's, right. McDonald's. It's
1: yeah. yeah it's like a exactly. Well, we the won't home. starve. That was that's what yeah. I thought when I got there. I'm like, well, I'm not going to die here. Yeah. I can eat that's something. Okay. <laughs> there is some uh, progress here. Yeah. That's so funny. Like I had the really similar experience, too, because um, and it's fun because Gail is here, my first trainer. She's here at the clinic as well. So I'm going to get I'm going to get her in an interview as well. But she had contacted Charles and Charles came to our farm in Wisconsin, which is a super tiny place. And I had been riding with him for probably seven years, I think, at the time. And I had written him a letter, because that's what we did back in the day with a pen and a paper. I wrote a letter to Charles and I'm like, I want to study in Europe. I'm assuming Germany is where (laughs) I was going to be going. And he's like, oh, well, this Spanish writing school, you know, Arthur Kotas at the Spanish writing school in Vienna, or this Ula Dalos in Hungary. And I'm like, what? Where's, where is even Hungary? Like, what? <laughs> I thought I was going to Germany. I wanted to go to Germany. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and he's got a daughter about your age. I think Eula would be much better choice because he'll be able to give you a, a lot more individual yeah. attention. You know, sure. Arthur would be busy with the school. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. I'll go there. So like Charles calls him up at lunchtime, speaks a whole bunch of Hungarian. And then that was it. In October, I was headed over with two horses. And it was like, it was just amazing. And it was the same experience. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what. My mom came with me and she, I'm looking out the airplane. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I love it. And she's looking out and it's like flat. communist, like <laughs> drab, gray. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, where am I dropping my kid off? And I'm like, I, I love it. We get to this the old, because I think they shut that airport down yeah. like the they, next year. Yeah. Because we arrived and it was like, I mean, guns with like bullets yeah. and I was like, whoa, do not. Wasn't so, you know, think 89, the the, the war yeah. fell. It was yes. still yes. really
0: a bit of a communist.
1: Yes, the feeling, yeah. exactly. Like it, we are it's kind of giving me the chills to think about how big of a moment in history we were actually there yeah. while it was like changing into... Yeah, you know, a something. free country yeah. in a way, you know, it was really amazing. So Nama and I both were able to ride with Yula Dalos, who is the Hungarian um, Olympian. And he went to, I don't know how many World Cups, like, like so many. And his Grey Stallion, Aktion, was like, they were amazing together. And so both Nama and I actually both experienced watching him I was actually in Los Angeles and she watched him on Eurosport. So in 1995, he was awesome at the yeah. World Cup. And so we both had that um, shared experience. Also, we're like, oh, we're going there. I want to ride like that, you know. And so um, I thought it'd be really fun to like go through like you guys all are really familiar with what I say in the academy of like Jessica Moore control like there's all these like eulaisms, and so i thought it would be great to you know hear what nama thinks about um because he's still in my writing yeah. you know it's like the way he would teach and what yeah. he would say is like so universal and powerful even 25 years yeah. later so yeah if you want to share with us your experience yeah. and what you thought of him as a writer because that was also special and also as a teacher
2: well do you want to learn how to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study group called the TackRoom Room Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve, regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com/podcast today to join the waitlist for the next open enrollment.
0: I, I still use a lot of his stuff in my teaching, mm-hmm. like this uh, kishkura, this small circle. Yes, yes, this is amazing. I need to do preparation, more
2: small
0: <laughs> Amazing preparation. Until the day today, he one day came up to me and he just hold, held my fist and said, "Ooh, too strong, too stiff." And <laughs> I do it to all my pupils today. Yeah, I go and I feel what how, they're feeling, what they're yeah. feeling, and how much tension they have in their arms yes. and this is a real game changer.
1: And whenever we would arrive at the stable every morning, every day, every single day, <laughs> yeah. we had to go to, it was like custom, to go to the arena and ask permission to enter, look him in the eye, say good morning, and then yeah. he would shake his hand. Yeah, And he would like, <laughs> if you didn't hit it just right, like no. he was crushing, crushing your a little grip. hand. And it was amazing because, but then, uh, Riding, you, yeah, you you would feel like, whoa, this guy is like, hold on, and but yeah. he was never strong, no. and he would always be like, yeah, I remember that too, of like, and it was so cute because the English was like his third language, so he'd <laughs> be like, oh, Jessica, too strong, too strong, you know, or like, <laughs> nama, nama. Too too strong. And you're like, I shake your hand every day. Yeah, that's how I'm I'm trying to be stronger, you know? And it was like, no, no. It was so interesting that kind of. I think that's when I really
0: understood a little bit this clear borderline and softness.
1: Yes. Like tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The way he would stand, the way he would sit on the horse, the way he
1: would lunge, just standing there and just energy with not. Just and, like, this weird, like, groundedness, yeah. yet stability and authority, yet not authoritative. Yeah. Very it, quiet. It's like, yes. Very quiet. And, like, serene, but there's power there. It was really, yeah, and, like, lunging. He would not, I mean, I know we learned this, you know, proper lunging from USDF and all that <laughs> stuff, that you're not supposed to, like, walk around and do all this stuff. But, I mean, he literally was just, like, yeah. planted yeah. and grounded and then you'd see him in the saddle the and same. he was literally like a centaur like yeah, he was the same very effective very quiet yeah never seen him lose his temper or i say that go with a the horse time. yeah ever I, and i was there i think a little shy of two and a half years and eventually we moved out to his private stable and i never once saw ever anything i would have felt ill about or like oof, I feel uncomfortable, yeah. that's getting unfair to the horse or the never. horse's. Ne- never. No. And he would always say, like, you know, my horses, um, you know, are my friend, you know, and, and when you get to do what you love, you know, we hear this all the time, when you get to yeah. do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. But, like, he lived that. Like, yeah. he was so, like, he loved them. And, like, he would always help us from the ground with the whip, Um and I do remember a couple times it was like, Jessica, attention, you know, and I'm like, bah! you know, so like I, I learned to like sit up really quick because when uh, the horses just found their rhythm and their their yeah. piaf and but it was never this like pressure, you know, he he woke them up and then he let them do it. Yeah, it was really and remarkable. Even Danny
0: till the day he remembers, he says, oh, I, I remember Dallas. she would just stand behind the horse and go and
1: the horse would go <laughs> you know, totally in his rhythm yeah, yeah it was amazing yeah he had such a big influence about on everyone yeah and I, like one of the biggest things too i i took away was that along with those kishkura those small circles was the everyday working he would always say like jessica more working more working you know and it was like okay and even if the horse didn't feel great that day, like we went through almost the identical routine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well.
0: That it's it so warm-up was the same. Yes. Always you knew the horses knew what to expect, and you knew what to expect, yep. and then you always took the stirrups away
2: and yeah. without
0: stirrups.
1: Yep. And and you just would repeat it and the horses would suddenly just go amazing. Yeah. it was so much repeating. And we always hear, you know, Charles talks about teaching is repeating. But it was, it was like, I, and I joke about, I'm like, I rode so many small circles and you did too. (laughs) So many small circles and transitions to, we were like blue in the face. So many. Yeah. It is. It was truly. And then the horse got so strong. Like a lot of times with horses that I'm like, this thing is so pulling or on the forehand and running through my half halt. I'm like. I need to Yuladalosh this. <laughs> I need to make an eight meter circle halt. Yeah. Trot. Eight meter circle. Shoulder in. Eight meter circle. Walk. Trot. Halt. Rein back. Trot. Shoulder in. Small <laughs> circle. Half pass. Half circle. Half pass back. Yeah. Because wow. you you definitely in our group lessons that we would all have on Saturday. Yeah. yeah Cause Sundays were off. You definitely got the you we learned real quick what Alt yeah. and at because yeah. one was change direction on a half circle and one was change direction on the diagonal. I would just wait to see what they're doing and then I would just okay. That's what we're doing now. I was like, what does this mean?
0: <laughs> Where so should I, work, I go? It was amazing because like I had this four-year-old stallion yes. and you had and older, older horses. Older horses, yeah. And, uh, the Erica, pr- she had like this Prince George, yes. and amazing horse. Oh my and we God. all rode
1: together. Everyone. And I did Remember like that the, little you did lady us, on it? the um, the chestnut mare who would always just go like zipping around. She rode in there too. She <laughs> wasn't she wasn't as consistent. She was a little older the gal. Um, and, and Steve with his pink pink horse. <laughs> yep, yep. Son of Action. Oh my God, he looked identical except for the color. Yeah, and like there was like twelve of us in this. It was a Huge, big. It was yeah, definitely a big, big arena, arena, but I mean, we all synchronized the small circles. We all halted, yeah. and it was this cool peer pressure of, you know, we didn't really speak Hungarian, so we we're like, where, where are we supposed <laughs> to be going? But it was also like you couldn't make. You know, if you've got two horses in a twenty-meter arena, you can't. Your, your eight-meter circle. You have to look around. You gotta look up, and you gotta make sure you're turning because you know the horses are gonna you know yeah. come right at each other and and he wouldn't say much more than like inside leg outside rain no more, more or less, no and like i guess maybe it. like general like sit up you yeah. know and one of one of my favorites if he would say jessica look at out and I'm just like, I don't even know what that means. Does that mean like up or should I look out somewhere? I don't know. But it, it totally did the same thing. I'm like, Nama. So the moment up, he says, Yeah, your yeah name, you're, you're your like, job. Yeah, exactly. The minute he was like, Jessica, I'm like, Yes, sir. And it wasn't because he was like, Is the kindest man, like, yeah. so loving horses and such a good temperament and positivity. So it wasn't like you were scared. Like, I never felt no. like. Keeps uncomfortable no. or like, oh, I'm gonna make him mad or he's yelling at me, like no, never, never, ever. No. But you were always like, yes, sir, <laughs> up, look it out. Anything specifically at out, <laughs> just out, somewhere out, you know, but it was like almost like, look <laughs> out of yourself and like, see where you are in the world. <laughs> I, and I would the, always uh, get some. Um, direct translation from, from Hungarian probably. Oh, just, just look yeah, out. exactly. And so was uh, more down seat. I love that one, too. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I But that translates well. <laughs> that does. It totally, it's like, there, and there's this, like, you're not down, right? But there's yeah. this, like, as you sit more up, you sit more down. Yeah. And then you just let gravity, like, because you watch him ride, you know, so that was the yeah. thing, too. Like, his long legs. Oh, my God. Like, his femur, like, he had this power. You remember? That, like, went through his femur and, like, down through his heel. And it was just, like, down leg. Yeah. Were you at the show that he jumped? No, no, it was. Oh my God, because he, he was an amazing. eventer. Yes, yeah, he almost made the Olympics as yeah. an event rider then first. He
0: was injured or something?
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly. He was but... injured
0: and then he couldn't participate. Yeah, but then they did some in some show, I don't
1: know, like for veterans or something. So he, yeah, he went. He was jumping and everybody was rooting for him. Oh my was... God, I remember we went to a horse show. And it had rained and rained. It was, I think, it was in Austria somewhere, and it rained like it was like underwater. So they found like a scuba, like a scuba diving store in town. <laughs> I don't even know how we were like in Austria, like you know. And so he, because he would always ride without stirrups, so then he's got like the goggles and like the thing, and he, they put flippers on him because they were doing like this uh, costume okay. freestyle <laughs> class at night. The whole town. It reminded me of Dressage Devon, actually. Like the whole town came to watch these he freestyles an and sense of humor. He came in his flippers, and I mean, <laughs> the crowd went crazy. Yeah, it was. This was so, a real crowd pleaser. Yeah, so much fun, so many transitions, so much riding without stirrups, and he did too. I mean, that yeah. that was what was amazing. He yeah. always did
0: as well. Flat legs.
1: Yes, I always got a lot of more, more activity. Yeah, more jump in the canter, more control, more down seat. Oh, always this one too, Jessica, more body riding, and I was like, you know, I don't even, you know, my knees are going, like everything's loose. He'd always be like, and he would always, you know, he was always like, more body riding, and I'm like. (laughs) Okay, that in the down seat. And it's like now still in my riding. Allie Brock and I had a whole winter about like I told her, I'm like, I think I'm really starting to get my down seat. It's only like twenty-five years later. I'm like, okay, I'm a slow study, but yeah, just just amazing. And I remember the day you arrived because there weren't. You're like so somebody else
0: speaks English. Nobody speaks. <laughs> yeah. Nobody spoke English. So the Bea is why yes, she wasn't yes. around. And Jofi, but Joffy. she was also riding yeah. out at their house. And um, yeah, I remember you were on the first stall on the right. Yep, its, uh, yep, Aaron one Price. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. the black one. Yeah, yeah, was, uh, that was so fun. Nice to have someone uh, Yes, English I know, before. I, I, even before like we reconnected, I'm like, I had this one friend, she's is from Israel. She spoke like perfect English. Oh, thank God she was there because otherwise I was talking, you know, and it's so cute. Like the girl, like this, like I was learning Hungarian, uh, which is, was difficult. And then eventually I got my lessons in German, which was doable. Um, but like I would talk to like the seven year old who was learning English. So she would speak English and he was a little Udit. She would come to ride holly gully and do her little lunch lessons. And so we would like, like, oh, God, how is your ride? Cause that's like all I could, and yeah. she would answer me in her English and I would talk in her, Hungarian, it was it was awesome. But yeah, so tell me now also about Israel and what the equestrian sports looks like there and what you and Susana Venditz are up to. Okay, so um, well,
0: Israel has horses because since the British were in in Palestine they left some horses and they had like this instructor school in, in, mm-hmm. in the north. And the connection was to the British system, mm-hmm. mainly. Mm-hmm. So most of the first instructors, like my instructor, were AIs from, from England. Okay, yep. And for many years, uh, there was one school who did all the instructor's courses, and mm-hmm. uh, so we had quite of, um, a steady line that everybody followed, mm-hmm. which was the BHS yep. system. Yeah. And then in the 80s, um, there were some uh, riders going to the Netherlands and some mm-hmm. trainers coming over. Um, like I a little as, exchange. Uh, yeah, and I, I, as a teenager, rode with some uh, like uh, Alex von Sylltart, mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, everybody went over there to ride with yeah. him. So there was this exchange, um, and and then there was. Dressage and jumping. And everybody did everything. Mm-hmm. So I, as a teenager, had like one weekend I was jumping and one weekend I was doing dressage. Cool. But and it was a very, very small community. Yeah. Mainly in the center, a bit in the north. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how everything started. Mm-hmm. And um, somewhere, I think, around, I don't know, the end of the 90s, the Western started really picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today western is like raining and now we have this cowboy extreme it's, it's oh. very popular okay uh and then jumping and dress as obviously the small small community yeah with a lot of ladies and uh, trainers and uh, so yeah i've been riding since i was i don't know eight yeah or six or eight uh, in this riding club and um Helping uh, with the shows, you know, putting up the fences and uh, scribing for the judge and uh, running over and bringing the the test. And then, uh, you know, I was competing, jumping uh, and dressage. And then we have, uh, at some point, we have the army service, Mm -hmm. 18. And I always had this uh, vision. I I wanted to be the best instructor I could be, more or less. I I never had really Olympic Mm -hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike many other writers, but uh, that was not my dream mm-hmm. and uh, so after the well in the army I expected you know I tried to be a rider Yep. then then you can do like a few hours and go and ride but they sent me <laughs> to be a commander so it didn't work out
1: because <laughs> so, you've got some authority too you're so like two, I'm a yeah. commander
0: so two and a half years I did not step in the barn I didn't even Yeah. You know, I, I like oh what is this funny world you know it's yeah strange and I really was away but then when I finished I, I came to the barn and say hi to everybody and, and that's how I stumbled back into this yeah. world although a few times I tried changing careers but it, it just doesn't work yeah I keep
1: and anyway. I, I find that so cool and interesting that every young person in Israel has to go into the army and so how long is it is it different for men and women is it a longer or shorter period of time for women it's two years Mm -hmm. and for men it's
0: it was three years now it's two two years and eight months yeah uh and my father says that today the army is the best university yeah because uh you learn a lot of skills you learn a lot of um Things about yourself. I, yeah. I think I completely changed through the army. Yeah. I was a very shy person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still a shy person, but I. Yeah. I.
1: I well, that, and then you a were a commander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so not so shy. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Authority helps, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, and yeah, you're at 18, out of your parents' house, yeah. and suddenly you know, I was after
1: I know four months commanding on yeah the 18 years old yeah kids, yeah you know I guess with the child. Yeah, i find I find that amazing i mean I didn't go to university I went yeah. to U- U- hungry yeah. uh at eighteen and so that like independence and I-, I mean I just find that what an amazing strength to give your people yeah. this this power inside themselves to, before university, go yeah. and ex- and really get to know who they are through the army. Like, I just, fi- I just find that really yeah. it's powerful, easy. you know, to like, at 18, like, a lot of people go to college here, and it's yeah. like, woo, you know, like, I don't have any rules, I gotta do things, yeah. and this, like, th- no, it's, it's a total just, different mindset of, like, mean, yes, put like, you discipline, and and yeah, they quickly and make you a soldier. Even you,
0: even if at the end you're working in an office, yeah, paperwork, yeah, on a computer, doesn't matter. But everybody goes through this, and, yeah. and you grows. mingle and you meet other Israel. Yeah, you know the people who are not from your town or mm-hmm. your little bubble. You know, right? From different social backgrounds, different economical situations, and you yeah. all have to work together. So it's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, Not always easy, sometimes very boring. For me, it was very interesting and I I learned a lot. Yeah. A lot of also my teaching skills and analyzing stuff because I went through, um, uh, I was a commander and then I was uh, uh, later on in the officers course, I was like, I was training other officers. Yeah. I was an officer. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, so you're teaching already uh, started I was te- to take shape. Uh, yeah,
0: and also when you're, uh, you know, commander, you have, like, uh, staff, and you have to make schedules and meetings, and yeah. so a lot of things...
1: A lot of responsibility.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it it was uh, really, I think, a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> I, until today, when I have, like, uh, I'm, I am together with my friend Nama, also Naama Agmon, um, we have for eight years, a youth product called Pegasus in Israel. And together with a great, amazing uh, Marcus Sharman from Wallendorf. From and um, till today, when they, at 18, because sometimes they start at 12 years old yeah. and they finish around, or they come back later, but they at 18 they're like a little bit, oh, should I be an athlete and, you know, yeah. keep on riding or should I go to the army? I said, listen, decide whatever you want, but There's a lot to do if you do a full service and don't ride. Sports, you can ride till you're 70, 80. Sometimes this gives you a lot. So just think about it, you know. It's not
1: always one way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then tell me what you and Susanna now are up to, because this was like amazing. I know we kind of already said how we reconnected, but um, Susanna lives in israel and has married and lived you know full-time lives there has a family and she was over in america having dinner with me and we <laughs> somehow started talking about israel and i was like i just find it fascinating and i'm like i i, I mean and then i wrote with oded shimoni for like yeah. almost 10 years so like <laughs> i have this like Isra- israeli connection yeah. anyway and so then she's like I oh, yeah i'm like so tell me about that i'm like I know a girl named Nama and we rode together with, and she's like, I know Nama. Nama's my friend. We're in the same stable. And I'm like, that was, was crazy. And I got a text,
0: oh, you have regards from JJ. <laughs> yeah. And it took me a while You're because like you, I knew you as Jessica. Jessica, right. Jessica, Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was really unbelievable. Oh, amazing.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, tell me what you guys are up to and... Uh, so
0: we know already. I also for about twenty years. Yeah. I know that because um, we got to know each other around uh, being pregnant. Yeah. And then I met <laughs> her in the show, and then I saw her giving this clinic in Israel, and I said, "Wow, what's this lady?
1: Yeah, mind blowing." Yes. You know? Yes.
0: I'm always like, Phew. and uh, <laughs> since then, every well, she's always been traveling a lot. So. Yeah. Whenever I could, I was for a few years really training regularly. When she was in the country, she would, she would come over to the stable I was, and I, I learned a lot. And a lot of my teaching, I, lo- I use a lot of her exercises and yep. the way uh, she analyzes stuff. And for the, f- I don't know, six, seven years yeah. now, we're in the same stable. So that's so great. Cool. So fun. So I get to see her ride different horses. Uh, yeah, and just have a camaraderie and yeah. talk about
1: stuff. and...
0: And uh, last February, we had to, uh, we were together with another trainer, mm-hmm. Tal Goren, uh, and Unfortunately, the, the, the place we were had some changes mm-hmm. and we could not find a stable to house 25 horses yeah, together. Yeah. So we had to split our ways mm-hmm. and Suzanne and I went together to a new place and we're boarding now with eight horses. Nice. Um, and it's it's originally a Western stable, so we have a Western a reigning guy mm-hmm. trains in his arena and a, jumping, a Russian jumping uh, yeah. guy doing his jumping. And we have our own arena and our own tack room and club room. And it's really nice. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm here, Suzanne is doing all the horses and all the... Yeah, yeah. Back, new horses and students (laughs) sitting perfect.
1: Exactly right, and I can just go on. Yeah. So tell me, um, what were your thoughts watching Charles work?
0: Well, first he has a lot of surprises up his sleeve. I must. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And and somehow I I think you can see the connection, like also with Zalos, the system. He has clear yes. system in his head yep. that he goes through yep. but it's not that everybody rides the same exactly and there's a clear system but he has he uses a bit different exercises and the combinations are a bit different yep. and obviously and he it suits
1: the, the, the
0: more advanced riders and also the ones who are yeah well they're not beginners but right not as advanced maybe. exactly yeah like and, lower level yeah and yeah, it was really nice to see um, just how the horses improve. Mm-hmm. And he just sits there and he talks calmly. I know. I should learn to talk calmly. I know, me me too. I, I should, so I should
1: we, learn to talk less. Yeah, yeah,
0: talk less, talk less. This, this uh, Swedish guy once said, I go to the shows and I see the instructors talk so much. Yeah. Talk less. Let I them know. hear
1: the horse. Yeah. It's very hard. That's hard. Yeah. I know, because I want to like ride through them and I'm like I don't ride like that anymore I'm able to like be more quiet but yeah I gotta work on (laughs) the talking less (laughs) but that's uh, what makes you special (laughs) yeah talking talking but we're just so delighted to have you here and thank you for spending some time with us and getting us to know you and our fun history and thank um, you for having me it was great fun I hope the Dalosh family watches this and (laughs) loves it because we love I mean, we use EULA every day in our riding, and it was such a special time in both of our lives to be there and to have met and to have rekindled a friendship after 25 years. is just really special. So thank thanks you. again, and thank you guys for joining. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with J.J. Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts and be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teentateacademy.com podcasts. Once there, take the next step towards joining JJ's new generation of classical riders by signing up for our mailing list. And we'll say thanks by sending you a special gift, your own copy of JJ's ebook, Riding Your Horse Sound, a comprehensive guide to developing a healthy and happy dressage partner. The podcast you just listened to is produced and powered by Red Mare Enterprises, creating possibilities through branding, modern digital solutions, and project management. We know the horse industry inside and out.